Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. God, that gets me so hyped, Josh. Solid work on that. Possums, hope you enjoy the intro beat. It gets me pumped every time I hear it. And as we sit here and we just listen to all this free agency goodness we're getting, you know, where Twitters are going, tweets are going off all the time. News is popping in all the time. Craziest trades ever happening today. And we are going to talk about that. As usual, I am here with my friend Josh and my friend Billy. And we are going to talk about free agency. Go ahead and follow us at on Twitter at Offensive Points. Get on us at Discord. There's a million ways to get a hold of us. Semi-Pro Fantasy. Tweet us. Tell us what you want to hear. But we are excited to talk to you today. Josh, Billy, what is up? How's your all's brackets doing? Uh, <laughs> Joe's the, the only one keeping us going right now. College football, basketball. Yeah, mine's kind of a disaster. I don't I don't know. I thought I thought I knew a lot more than I actually did. Um, I, I listened to people um, that were smarter than me, and they were not. So, oh, it all comes down to the last four anyway. Like, if you have the last four still involved, and you you can win anything, like at any given moment. But uh, I just want to talk about our chemistry on this podcast and how I, I just love it. Uh, currently, Billy hates both of us uh, for various reasons. Um, we don't text enough. We don't text. Joe doesn't text enough, and I don't do my homework. So. Uh, but we just have uh, just such frank discussions here, and I just love how we could just bounce ideas off each other or not uh, if nobody responds. It's uh, true. It's good trying to plan something on Monday and then 15 minutes before the podcast. Hey, let's get this going in the in the group chat. Hey, to be yeah. fair, I was ready to go at 6.12, and I was like, hey, let's uh, go ahead and start talking about this. And then nobody was – you were watching TV. Joe was, I don't know, doing whatever the hell he was doing. Don't want to talk about it. Well, fair enough. But – all right, we're going to do – it's kind of a part two of the free agency frenzy. Honestly, this week got a little bit more bananas than last week, in my opinion, because yeah. I think there were things that happened this week that we thought would never happen in you know, in any shape this league was in at the time. So um, I guess we'll start – let's just start with the most breaking one first. Let's just start from there, and I'll work our way out. So Tyreek Hill, kind of out of nowhere, was traded – to the Miami Dolphins today. So Miami gets uh, the 29th pick in this year's draft, which was not the Dolphins pick, by the way. So they didn't even trade their own pick. Uh, the 2022 second round pick, 2022 fourth round pick, and as well as next year, they get a fourth and a sixth, uh, the Chiefs do. Um, so guys, like right, just right off the top, instant reaction, Tyreek Hill gets traded. What do you both think? Okay, so, so Tua, uh, they also got Teron Armstead there. Josh, I'm going to yes. let you argue here in a minute. I have a Teron Armstead take, too. Which so, I think- they got extra protection for Tua. So, now the ball is going to travel instead of five yards down the field, ten yards down the field. So, that's that's my hot take on it. Yeah, Teron Armstead, the famous left tackle that likes to block blind sides, except when you have a left-handed quarterback, your left tackle does not protect your blind side. So, good job, Dolphins. You got the right player for the right job. I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. No, he okay. Also so plays like half the season every year, but <laughs> you anyway, whatever. Besides the point. So right, my yeah. my thing about this is is I, I I'm not even going to get into how much I hate this trade in general. But my thing is is the Chiefs got boned. The Miami Dolphins own two first round picks next year's theirs and the San Francisco 49ers, and they got a first, a second, which yeah, super valid. The Eagles own their first, so there uh, there's not much there, and it's the 29th pick, so whatever. But First and a second, which is fair for a, a generational talent like Tyree Kill. But then they got a fourth and a fourth and a fifth. And then they had to give up Tron, Tron Armstead. So I didn't even know about that until just this moment. Well, they didn't know. So, they signed Tron Armstead. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, he, came free agent. he was oh, the right. top free agent in this 
overall class. So Teron Armstead was a major signing. Okay. For we them. didn't get into offensive line, so I'm just wild. But like, <laughs> why to to get into the Tyree Kill discussion, which we're going to get there. But like, why did Miami not give up more for Tyree Kill? I know that this was a last minute thing, and also, how did this happen in a day? Usually, this is like oh, so it's so apparently so been happening for a couple weeks. It's just yeah. been happening so low key that it just now is coming out which i find kind of surprising in this day and age that somebody didn't leak that but apparently that's where we were at they were down to the jets and the dolphins the jets weren't willing to give up uh pick four or pick ten uh to make that trade happen so miami was willing to give up that first round pick um by the way they have two first round picks in 2023 neither of those were touched that's what i'm saying why weren't either one of those on the table it should have been two of those picks what happened to the days where you trade two or three first round picks for player? Well, not not three, but two especially because like you know you two, had Jalen Ram- normal Jalen Ramsey trade that was two first picks. You had Jamal Adams that was two no. first round. Jamal picks. Adams happened. That's when no one would do that anymore. It's yeah, sad. and I no, guess that's where we're at now. It's what are you talking about? Russell Wilson just got traded for like three first round picks. Yeah, I, I think a quarterback's a quarterback's different because Deshaun Watson also got traded for three first round picks, which yeah, we'll get to say. that. But Tyree Kill, the the contract was the problem. I think the Chiefs were only willing to give him three years maybe at the max, um, and he ended up getting four from the Dolphins, and he is the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Um, Anyway, can we get to how this is the downfall? This is the, like, downfall of Tyreek Hill at this point. Yeah, we can get oh. we can get to Tyreek. I actually think Tyreek might end up being okay in this situation, and it all goes down to Mike McDaniel's. Mike McDaniel's knows how to scheme players into good positions. I think Tyreek Hill. This is going to be one of his heavily used rushing years out of the backfield. I think he's going to be put into schemes where he catches the ball at the line of scrimmage and runs, which is what he's good at. Good at running. It's not necessarily going to be these seventy-five yard bombs down the field, which Mahomes would do. At it's all. going to be more like a you know, eight yard out that he takes for 60 yards. Like that's going to be more of what we're looking at here. And I actually don't think it's going to affect him terribly bad. Honestly, Tua is in the put in the worst spot in all this, but I think Tyreek Hill's still a wide receiver one. It's just not maybe it's just not maybe top three. I think it's more like eight. I agree with that part, but at the same thing, at the same time, I just don't see any deep balls. So, and that's what Tyreek Hill made his money off of. So he got He's his fast. He no, no, I get it. I get it. 80 yard touchdown. That's not happening this season, you know? So therefore we didn't see a ton of them last season. He was moving more to that dump off receiver role. I just, it down I just field. don't see the dump off receiver role paying off for fantasy purposes. I just, I don't. But Jalen Waddle just broke the record for receptions by a rookie last season with, and that's without Mike McDaniel. That wasn't what Waddle was doing though. Waddle wasn't really the dump off receiver. I mean, he was more of a slant. He wasn't catching down the field. What was he getting? He's getting it thrown to him at or around the line of scrimmage. I don't know. I just, I don't like this retiree kill. I think Tua's garbage. And that's the worst thing about this trade is what it does to Jalen Waddle. Because that Jalen Waddle stock plummets. Yeah, I think he's still going to be very serviceable in fantasy. Um, But, you know, you're looking more at a PPR guy instead of someone who's going to win you weeks consistently um, with what he was getting. So that just that kind of hurts. Now, on the Dolphins under this trade, it's genius because they have their first rounders next year. If they need a quarterback, they can get one. And he comes into a stacked offense. And they can package too, package with this pick. So So, I love what the Dolphins did here. It kills me to see that happen to Jalen Waddle. Um, I don't think Gusecki really takes a hit at all. As far as the Chiefs go, I mean, the Juju signing is definitely way more valuable now. Can we trust Miko Hardman? Well, we'll get, to, we'll, let's let's get, to, no. we'll get to the Chiefs in one second. We'll get, I got a trade. Okay, on the table, well, I think the Chiefs, I, I think the Chiefs offense, the, the, uh, the Chiefs offense, as we know it, is over. It's not going to happen the same. I think that they are now, they're going to fundamentally change their offense into more of what Andy Reid used to do with Donovan McNabb. Um, I don't think it's going to be like we've seen this this air raid offense these last couple of years. I think Mahomes is going to take value is going to take a major hit from this, and they're going to draft receivers. They're going to get some people more involved, but you can't trade a one of one player and just try to replace it. It doesn't work like that. They tried so, to do that literally with Nicole Hardman whenever yeah, and it's, Terry it's not going to work. They're going to trade. They're going to draft like Jameson Williams this year. It, he's not. He's not Tyreek Hill, and 
they're never going to be Tyreek Hill. And so I think that they're going to have to, and Andy Reid's smart. He's, this is like a Brady Belichick thing. They got to just evolve the offense to what they've got personnel wise. Mahomes is not going to be doing what he's been doing the last five years. It's not going to work. It's just not. So I, I think I'm actually chief side, I Mahomes, it, it, his QB one days, I think are behind him. I'm actually honestly kind of worried about Juju because the thing I was happy about Juju whenever he went to the Chiefs was Tyree Kill is the number one and Kelsey's the number one. I mean, maybe that'll still work with Kelsey being there, but Juju proved that he couldn't be the number one after Antonio Brown left in, in Pittsburgh. So I just wanted to see him as that number two, number three kind of deal. And maybe that still works with Kelsey, like I said, but at the same time, I just I'm worried about him. And then McCall Hardman has never fully had that position so i i hope but what we've seen from him and well demarcus robinson's on the raiders now and these other people pringle is pringle oh pringle's on the pringle's on my bears Bears, baby (laughs) all right sorry well okay so big free agent signing of the year i just unless this rookie really hits like unless they get the next justin jefferson dk metcalf it's really gonna hurt them but that's not that's not what we're doing here. I don't think anymore. Juju Smith-Schuster, run blocking, wide receiver. He's really good at at blocking. They're trying. They have Marquez Valdez Scantling in the building. Guess who's a really good run blocking wide receiver? Who's like, their running I, back? Uh, currently running Ceh, but I don't. I think that this kind of is tipping their hand of what they're going to be after this year. You going Brees Hall, Donald Jones, man. I think the Chiefs are going to be low. after after a uh, running back in by uh, low possums draft. Ronald oh, Jones, no, Ronald Jones is not going to win this job, and neither oh, is he C-E-H. goes in there. He's a better runner than Ceh right off. The but bat. this is going to this is going to be a running team. I think that we need to we need to start opening our do minds. They, do they redraft their running back though already after Ceh? But two three. I years don't ago. think that they grab one with their first pick because I think they still need a couple other things but i think but they have two one of first picks, round picks yes. i mean they're both late round picks Brees hall could be there yeah well they still got to figure out their defense which is still awful by the way they still haven't done a darn thing to address that but that's you know beside the point chiefs have a lot chiefs have a lot of problems coming their way now like the tyreek hill was a glue guy holding the offense and this team together it was not mahomes it was tyreek hill no also, other person on that team's going for 200 yards in a game that's not happening Everyone else in the AFC West is glowing up and they are glowing down, which is not yes. good. Yes, it's, it's which it's, makes it more competitive, which should be really fun to see who wins that division. Like, I, I, I still think the Chiefs could win. They're just they're going to adjust how they play this offense. It's going to, in my opinion, they're going to go more run heavy and it's going to be less Pat Mahomes gunslinging out there, breaking out wide. It's going to be more run heavy. And then Pat Mahomes has to make a pass when he has to make a pass. So I do pose a question in this because we saw this happen with Rodgers getting the huge contract and then Devontae Adams bolting, wanting to be the highest paid receiver and getting a huge contract with the Raiders. Do you think that Mahomes' contract played into Hill doing this because he saw, hey, my quarterback's getting all this. It's all because of me. That's no. exactly. Are we going to see that in the future? No. I think no, we're going to see this a you lot. Know who, you know who caused this to happen, Joe? His name's Christian Kirk. He calls I, I understand that's that that is what happened, but these wide receivers are seeing these quarterbacks get these massive deals that these teams are just handing out like they're candy, and they're going to want a piece of this. So I think we're well, going to. But they start could have paid Devonte Adams more. the same thing that he's getting paid with the Raiders. He chose to go to the Raiders over staying in Green Bay. He chose right, that. but the Raiders but, or the Green Green Bay couldn't pay him. That's why they he could was the pay him. No, they could pay him. They offered the same exact contract that the Raiders did. He chose the Raiders over green bay how they're like 10 10 million under the cap go look it up that that's exactly what was reported they could have offered him they they did offer him the same exact deal he chose to leave he would he would rather have not been on green bay he would rather be with Derek okay Carr. speaking of speaking of Devonte adams who takes a bigger hit Devonte adams or tyree kill tyree kill i'm going adams I okay. have to say Tyree Kill. Devontae Adams is still as talented, but Tyree Kill doesn't have that deep ball anymore because two is not accurate enough. Right, Fair I'm enough. Read I just, something to you. Devontae Adams isn't going to get the same volume that he just got with Green Okay, Bay. Fresno State, Billy, real quick. Fresno State, sure. 2013. Yes. 14 for 148 and two. 12 for 110 and one. 16 for 185 and three. Eight for 221 and four. 12 for 87 and 2, 9 for 246 and 4, 13 for 264 and 3. Who is Adams quarterback there? 
Derek Carr. <laughs> okay. He will feed the hell out of that dude. The same it's way not up to him. College. That's college, man. That, that's not up to it is to up to him. Who's he going to throw? What happens to? now? Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Darren Waller. No. They still got the no. running back going on the backfield. No. Josh Jacobs. Monte Adams is getting a career high in targets this year. Oh, I don't know. I'm doing no. it. I, I that that's going to be a shot. That's a shocking take, but no, I, I don't. I don't agree. I the problem with that that take is that Green Bay didn't literally had no one else to throw the ball to. Like it had to go to Devonte. This Aaron they Jones. have many other. Okay, is he stealing Devonte Adams targets? I don't think so. Uh, there's literally people that will take the targets in Oakland, and you they don't play think adding, really having more decision. weapons there doesn't help Devonte Adams more. No, it's just going to spread the ball around. I mean, will it help him get touchdowns and stuff? Sure. But, I mean, I don't think it's going to be more than he was getting in Green Bay. Okay, it might not be more, but I think his production's about the same either place. I don't – Tyreek Hill I still think I still think it. both of those wide receivers just gave up their spot as a top three wide receiver. Like that – I just think they, they were up there for redraft, and now I would not have them there. That's just I, that's just how it is for me. I, okay, I, I guess we can move on to Devontae Adams. I still want to say, uh, go, going back to all the way to Miami, I don't think Waddle's going to take that big of a hit. I really don't. I, I still think that – I think that you all are underrating how good Miami's offense can be this year because you all hate Tua. I hate Tua too, but the coach and the, the offensive scheme, I have faith in. So I think if in that case – I think that there's only going to be, you know, they still got to get a running back in there that's better than Chase Edmonds, in my opinion. But as far as the rest of that offense goes, I think they're going to be really good and they're going to be very useful in fantasy this year. They just need to put five DBs in and play 10 yards off the line and they got them. So my main thing is just Tyreek Hill lost the deep ball. So there goes those like 14 points that he used to get. The 40, the 40, 50 point games that he used to get are over. So therefore, am I saying he's not going to be consistent? No, he'll be what Jalen Waddle was that 20 points, 15 points, but Jalen Waddle is still there, which unfortunately hurts Jalen Waddle's status because Tyreek Hill's a lot more dynamic. So, but Devontae Adams, there's the only person he's competing with is Waller. I mean, I'm not worried about that. I think Devontae Adams is a freak enough athlete. Yes, Rodgers is a great quarterback. They still are going to add one in the draft, though. They're going to draft a wide receiver to be but in there. Too. He's he's going to be a developmental wide receiver. It's not going to be an instant like you're not. They're not going to go get Jalen Waddle out of it. Like I don't know. I'm don't just know. saying. I, I you all have a lot more problem with it or not problem with it than I do. I, the Oakland I mean, thing is very strange to me. Um, Las Vegas. They're still Las Vegas. They're still going to be the fourth best team in that division. Maybe. They maybe they're fighting for with Denver to not be that, but I just I don't I don't see what Oakland's doing. So I don't know. Let's just move on to that one real quick so I can just say it out loud. Devontae Adams got traded to the Raiders for a 2022 first round pick and a 2022 second round pick. Um my only like question that we haven't addressed so far is how far did this drop Devontae Adams in your personal rankings? Like if you were going into a redraft situation right now, not dynasty, just redraft. How far down does this take him? Because he was probably a first-round pick with the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers. But how far did he drop? Still second round? He, oh yeah, he would have been. I would have dropped him down from number one wide receiver to number two wide receiver before Tyreek Hill got traded. Um, so I still think he's the number one wide receiver out there. I think he's wow. still top three, top five. Not the not Chase, not Jefferson. You still no. have it as. No, I I think Devontae Adams, once again, uh, Chase and Jefferson both have competition against them. So I would have to say that Devontae Adams, until they draft highly, which I don't think they're going to go wide receiver super fast. I think they'll get a second round wide receiver or something. I don't think that anyone's so going to really. You, don't, you think Hunter Renfro is not getting anything this year. You think Darren Waller is not getting I, anything. I'm actually really bummed out because I'm a Renfro uh, manager and uh, I'm uh, not a big fan of Renfro getting anything. Yeah. You're right. I mean, Renfro is so be... happy for all the smug Renfro people out there. That is, that so is true. I didn't even think about, I, I didn't even think about Renfro until you said that. And I was like, God, that sucks for me. But no, I yeah. just, I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm not excited about Renfro. I'm not excited about Waller for that matter. I think Waller is uh, all but done at this point. I think it helps Josh Jacobs a lot. He probably all bumps up a little done. bit in my book. Jesus. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. I actually just sent Hunter a trade for uh, Waller, trading Waller away. Hopefully he accepts it. Man, 
That's, Hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast anymore. Either. That's crazy. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Waller would be okay. All right. Well, let's move on to, I'll save the biggest story for last. Cause I got a lot to say about that. So let's go to Allen Robinson being a Ram. So obviously Matt Stafford is the obvious winner in all of this, I think just because of his weapons, but does this take away from Cooper cup in your all's mind? Or like how I, much does it take away from Cooper cup? I was originally thinking that it took a lot away from Cooper cup because I thought Odell was still going to be there or Robert Woods was still going to be there one or the other. And I mean, technically I guess Odell could go back there still, but with Robert Woods gone, honestly, I, I think it's pretty much the same aspect. Um, I do think Robert Woods is better than Allen Robinson at this point in his career. I don't, I'm, I'm shocked that Woods go take got, a hike, buddy. The bears like will do did. that to you, I guess. <laughs> no, not even that. I, I Allen Robinson was fine on the bears up until last year and he just did not play. It was, I, I'm, I didn't see anything from him. He wasn't injured. He, he didn't have any problems. He just sucked. He looked bad. And no, I know he that... quit because he was playing on a franchise tag and he already tore his ACL in Jacksonville. And he was like, I'm not about to get injured on a one-year deal and screw my whole career up. No, this is the best quarterback Al Robinson's ever had. And Al Robinson is still a true, he's not as good maybe as he used to be, but he's still, you know, 95% of that player. And if you add him to an offense that has Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, you have all that. I think Cooper Cup and Al Robinson actually help each other just by their presence being there. Stafford has an undeniable connection with Cup, and I don't see that going away at all. But Allen Robinson actually gets to play a position that he is meant to play, which is the possession guy, the big guy on the outside. That is huge for him. I think he has one of his better years I agree. I I don't disagree with that, but I think Robert Woods could have done better is all I'm saying. If they both played on the same team out, Robert Woods would do better than we saw saw Robert Woods last year and it wasn't great. Robert Woods died last year. Yeah. But even at least six games he played, they decided they were like, Hey, he doesn't literally that one game where they were like, we're getting Bobby trees involved with this offense. Yeah. And he had like a buck 30 receiving and two touchdowns. Other than that, did you guys watch the same year as I did? Robert Woods had a phenomenal year last year up until he got injured. He he was not as involved as I can remember. I'm pretty sure he did, only had was first touchdown was like what six weeks into the season, something like that. He got one week one against Chicago. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember Bobby Trees being very good, and I'm pretty sure the everybody's word on him was that he was underutilized. He was underutilized, but he also got injured. I don't know. I just I. I think that he had a pretty good year and I don't understand the hate on him. I don't understand the hate on Robinson, bro. I don't, I don't hate Robinson. I, I'm just I saying. The I, prob- I think the problem with Robert Woods was that we all expected him to be the Cooper cup in the offense and he wasn't. And I think that maybe was why we all, but that's not, thought it was the opposite. He didn't go to breakfast with Matt Stafford. That's not, well, his we fault. didn't know that. <laughs> we didn't know that <laughs> exactly. when we were projecting the season, we didn't know that that was how that was going to work. Um, all right, so my second question here for Allen Robinson is, is he a top 50 player this season? Yes. Who? Allen Robinson, top 50. A top 50 player or wide receiver? Mm-hmm. So what like do you mean by player? Top five rounds, would you draft him? Oh, yeah, absolutely, just because of Matt Stafford. That's not, I feel like top 30 would have been a better question to make it like an argument. I don't, I don't think he's think top so. 30. I think he's floating around the 40s. Yeah, that's fair. I do. I just, I, I just think that the, there's other players I'm gonna like more than him. This I got to see what happens but... with OBJ. I mean, it, it seems to me with what OBJ has been tweeting and stuff that like he was preaching about the Colts getting Matt Ryan and he's open to going back to the Browns. I think in his mind he's not returning to the Rams or they don't want him back. But if he does he go he back, can afford him, which I I don't. I'm never gonna understand how they're working, how the caps working, especially with Bobby He's, Wagner visiting you, there. You today. saw ba- Bobby Rat Wagner yeah. was visiting there too. And I'm just like, how how are they able no to idea. do this? Why doesn't every team just sign every good player on the offseason? What's the point? And <laughs> this like, what are we doing? Any sense? You get I a really... contract. You get a contract. Exactly. It's just like, yeah, yeah we signed Allen Robinson and OBJ can come back, and we can sign Bobby Wagner. And well, it's like, why? the hell are the other teams doing like <laughs> you all could just sign everybody at, at any time what's the point in you know a salary cap um, i'm not sure, sure how that keeps going on either they got a good finance department that's <laughs> yeah isn't that the truth okay uh let's move on one more wide receiver then we'll get in some quarterbacks uh robert woods as we mentioned earlier was traded the titans for a sixth round pick 
Um, my first question with this one is, does this make Tannehill a top 12 quarterback for 2022? We said this when Julio went there. Uh, we'll just run it back again with Robert Woods being added. Does this make Tannehill finally a top 12 quarterback? No. Wasn't Tannehill he did, exactly he did finish 12? number 12. He did yeah, finish was, 12 did finish last 12 season. Last year. I, I just, we expected I don't know. more, I think. The regression and with a healthy Derrick Henry, like bar, this is all barring Derrick Henry being healthy, I would I would say, because I mean, that was where he got the majority of his points anyway. But I don't, I just, sure, but like, I'm not happy about it. I'm not drafting him in fantasy. I was like, about to say, if him. you, if you were, you know, would that be somebody you were interested in late in the draft? Oh, yeah. If I was going for a combo of like the way you things used to be, like where you could get Stafford as your backup and your tenth guy, like you could get two quarterbacks like back to back in like the ninth, tenth round. Yeah, but like I'd really want that other one to be good too. Okay, yeah. fair enough. He'd be a I good just, number two. I don't know if I'm leading my team with him, um, but uh, no, I think Robert Woods being there actually gives them what Julio was supposed to be. Yeah last year and yeah. i think we can go back to hyping him up the way that he was so well, if robert woods comes back from that acl i could see him being a top 10 quarterback but that doesn't mean i'm going to draft him there yeah i'm not going to feel like i just feel like i was you sure did but i i honestly i feel like the quarterbacks there's just so many of them now joe burrow had a breakout year uh herbert really solidified his like status in the top five um Jalen Hurts was a top 10 quarterback for the majority of the year and honestly even better he was like the number four quarterback for a while so I I mean there's just so many quarterbacks out there now this is a good topic do you would you take Tua Carr or Tannehill as your starting quarterback this year with the receiver additions you like Carr I would take Carr over that it'd be an argument for Tannehill and Carr in my opinion I'm not super stoked about Carr either I mean even even if Devonte Adams has good games, that doesn't mean he's having a 300 plus yard game every game, you know? So, yeah, but, so like our listeners, when they're playing in their home leagues and you get the guy taking Josh Allen at number eight overall, and then taking Dak in the fourth round and everyone's got two quarterbacks and stuff, would you feel comfortable waiting on like a Tua late and just letting him have all that? Because I honestly would, I, I, yeah. if he, if he was, if I was like, you know what, I'm just going to throw away the quarterback position this way year. I'm kind of going to do a streamer strategy. Um, Tua would absolutely be the guy that you're after um, yeah. in that. And then probably like Trey Lance, depending on how excited people are about him when draft time comes. But like Tua, I would be after that a hundred percent, just because I said a hundred percent. Great. Um, I would be after Tua late because I know that the scheme at least is going to use him. Whether he can live up to you to being able to do that at a high level, that is what the question will be for this I entire think, season. I think we are so far off base with Carr and Tannehill thinking they're like 12 because I'm looking at QB rankings right now. We got Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Murray, Jackson, Dak, whatever order you want to put them in. That's the top six. And then you got Burrow, Hertz, Rogers, Lance, Wilson, Stafford, Fields. I don't know why Fields isn't 13, but I would take Russell Wilson, Rogers, Hertz over any of these guys. Like, I mean, obviously we're talking about backup quarterbacks at this point, and I like Carr and Tian Hill as backup quarterbacks, but I'm not just wiping away the quarterback position like well, that. Well, it's more because... of just like who could be that at the net, like who could yeah, be if you're in a who super could flex jump into that level if you're in super flex or if you're in a 14 team league yeah sure well, no, even if like, you're in a 12 team league even if you're a 12 team league somebody's gonna take two quarterbacks you're not gonna get one of them like that's gonna happen um by or somebody's gonna get hurt something's gonna happen so it's just like who could be the surprise at that position i mean matt Derek ryan Clark could be a surprise could be golf could usable. be a surprise Lawrence could be an absolute surprise. Wilson, if he takes a step, could be a surprise. I mean, there's there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Okay, well, I don't think draft. Derek Carr and Zach Wilson are in the same. No, I'm not saying compared to Carr. I agree with you that out of those three, I'd rather have Carr as my quarterback over Tannehill and Tua. But I was just bringing up a fantasy thought in this offseason to, uh, to kind I do of think plan that, ahead. Quarterbacks deep as shit. I do think Carr and Tannehill are both going to like get that kind of boost because everyone like, especially right before the season starts, they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, did you see that preseason game where Carr threw a touchdown pass to Devonte Adams? So they're going to get that little hype in the end there, but I don't know. I mean, as a backup quarterback, I'm okay with it. But if I was grabbing Carr and Tannehill with my quarterbacks for the year and I'm playing against 
Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, I'm not feeling very happy about it. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, are we done, Robert Woods? You want to move on to the quarterbacks? Uh, can we talk about the impact it has on A.J. Brown? Because uh, A.J. Brown was a solid top three, top yeah, four wide I, receiver. I think that A.J. Brown is going to be good either way. I think if anything, I mean, he's to be he's fair, he never did the catapult leap that we expected him to do. He just basically stayed. Consistent. He did late. <laughs> just he was did late. late. Yeah. He did late, but overall, uh, through the year, it was basically AJ AJ Brown basically did what he did last year. Or the year he before. was hurt all year. I mean, he had a chest, a shoulder, and a wrist injury. Like oh, for sure, he's game. a champ. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doubting that. But th- this is what we were wondering: was Julio going to help or hurt him? I think it's basically he's just going to hit another 1100 yard season, eight touchdowns, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, you don't know, definitely... stop playing. He gave Julio his hamstrings, and uh, <laughs> that's what happened to Julio. So, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Can't wait to see where he ends up. That'll be fun. Um, have him overhyped yet again for another season. Um, but yeah, I think AJ Brown's fine. I think if you have him as your first wide receiver, if you went running back heavy at the beginning, you're going to be happy with that. But as far as him like being in the second round of a draft, um, that would be tough for me. I think, I think I would be more comfortable beginning of the third or later than that. With AJ, real quick, Jamison Crowder signing with the Bills. How do you guys like that? I like that signing a lot. I actually it could be sneaky useful if he takes the Cole Beasley role. That's a very productive position, Um, especially in PPR. That could be something that could mean something by the end of the season. That's one I really liked, and I was like, "Ah, I'll draft. This is the problem. This is the problem with uh, Tyree Kill potentially going to the Jets. It's like, bro, that's where people go to die. Jamison Crowder is a perfect example of that. Le'Veon Bell, all these people that go to the Jets, they just die there. So yeah, I I like that for resurgence of his career, and um, honestly. They need just that extra guy. I mean, they, none of their wide receivers are really elite at the moment. Gabriel Davis has a chance to be that. Stefan Diggs was that. And now Crowder, I think I think that just adds a little extra to that wide receiver core. He's so solid in that possession role. I love yeah. That. So oh, absolutely. Looking good. forward to it. Yeah. And, I mean, that is a very productive role in that offense, so. Wow. We'll he was just sitting keep there and keep him, Eagles. write him on a paper and file it away until your draft time. And then in the 10th, you know, or not 10th, 15th round, be like, I'm going to take Jameson Cotter. I'll get hyped the before then. But I'd take him in the 10th. I think that's fair. Put him on Josh's team in the 10th. Okay, okay. we'll do. Well, actually, I'll I'm going to go defense then. Put him there ahead <laughs> of times. Um, all right. We'll just move on to the quarterbacks. We had three major moves. Um, We'll start with maybe the least significant first, but maybe you all think differently. But Marcus Mariota is in Atlanta. He signs a two-year contract there. Um, the guy that drafted him is there, but he also benched him. So I don't really know why or how that ended up working out as far as um, why they would take him or why Marcus Mariota would want to go there because literally that guy is the guy that benched him for uh, Tannehill and the rest was history. So as far as Atlanta goes, what in this offense with Marcus Mariota at the helm are you excited for? I'm just excited to see Marcus Mariota get a, a crack at the starting job. I think we still have this um, notion that they're going to draft Malik Willis or a quarterback of some sort uh, in the draft, and they probably will. But I think at the starting uh, dollar of this, basically, Mar- Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback of that team. So it's interesting. They re-signed Cordell Patterson. They, of course, have Kyle Pitts. Not much else besides that. So uh, unless they add something in the draft, which I also imagine they will, I like this for Mariota. I like this for Kyle Pitts. I like this for Cordell Patterson. I mean, honestly, I, I don't think Mariota is as bad as people think. He did not have a good start to his career. He got replaced by Tannehill, and then he went and backed up Derek Carr, hoping for a shot. I think that Mariota had, should have learned a little bit during this time, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I think they signed Mariota to be a, you know, a teacher to a young quarterback on this one. Let's be honest, the Falcons have completely punted this season. I mean, you got Damian Williams, who's 30. You got Daryl Patterson, who's 31. You've got no receivers. You got Kyle Pitts. You signed Jake Matthews to a huge deal for some random reason, and then you literally have no one else on that line, and the defense is a wreck. So I I like the fact that Mariota gets a chance to start. I think he could put up some productive fantasy games, especially with his rushing ability, but 
I really kind of feel bad that that is what he's walking into is going to be a losing team with a rookie breathing down his neck. So it's kind of sad. Swan song. I agree. I, the only thing I'm, I'm, I almost feel like they shouldn't draft a quarterback this year. I think that they should tank the season um, and go for one of these guys in 2023 that are going to be taking one, two in next year's draft. Um, if I was them, because I think they're going to be fighting with Seattle for that role, but Seattle might end up being too talented for that to happen. But Atlanta is not too talented for that to happen. So if anything, I don't think they're going to have a problem tanking the season. I think it might just happen naturally. <laughs> no. Well, they, yeah, there's just simply nothing like what else can they do there? I, I, it's very confusing how they're the even going to defense build their has a lot of problems right now. And I mean, so many they, and they need a couple pieces on offense. So really you're getting two maybe a starters out of the draft. A yeah. wide receiver. <laughs> well, they need a wide receiver. Offensive line could use some work as well, but you know. That it needs a lot of work. But yeah, as far as I think you've identified who the, the three are gonna mean for this year, Pitts. I think Pitts is gonna be a target machine. Whether those turn into anything because of Marcus Mariota, I don't know. Uh he did make Delaney Walker a top five tight end every year that he played. So we have that to look back on. Um, Delaney Walker and Kyle Pitts are kind of two different animals, so I don't really know <laughs> if that's going to work out quite the same. Um, I, but... I like the idea of just Pitt, uh, Mariota having a shot at a chance at this because he had a really shitty two years. He obviously didn't pan out, but it's not saying he wasn't talented. He had talent. He just It just didn't work out. And Tennessee was also in a pretty weird place at that point in, in time, too. They had Delaney Walker. So they didn't really surround him with the weapons that he needed to succeed either. And it was one of those weird mobile quarterbacks. The only reason I know much about Mariota is because the whole Eagles chip Kelly situation was happening when he was getting drafted. So, um, but I would like to see him have a shot at it and he's still a pretty mobile guy. He was running wildcat in, in Las Vegas. So, I mean, he's what almost 30 at this point and he's still running wildcat. So he's still got the legs on him. So it could be interesting, but yeah, like you said, they need a piece or two on offense and then they need like 12 pieces on defense. So, yeah. And they couldn't really sign anybody because um, of the next person we're about to talk about just gave them the largest dead cap hit in NFL history, um, which leads us to Matt Ryan uh, traded to the Colts for a 2022 third round pick. I, I am before we even moved to the Colts. I don't know what the hell the Falcons were doing. I thought we were going to do one last year with Matty ice. They, decided to kick the tires on Deshaun Watson. Apparently that upset Matt Ryan. And what, why I thought, I thought the entire plan was for this year to have like a Matt Ryan send off farewell tour. Why, why did we do this? I don't, I don't really get what Atlanta was doing, but as far as the other part of that goes, Matt Ryan is now a Colt. It'll be their fifth starting quarterback in the last five years. Um, what do you all think this does for the Colts? Is there anybody here that you don't like this for? I mean, not really. I mean, so Matt Ryan's pretty washed up, but Pittman's the slot guy. So, I mean, he's not really hurting. There's not really a deep ball receiver on the team. That Not that Matt Ryan couldn't hit a deep ball anymore. He just didn't have anyone to throw it to last year. Um, so, I mean, really, and then the whole Jonathan Taylor uh, idea of an offense still stays the same. Run the ball first and then let Matt Ryan make the plays when he has to. Uh, I think Pittman still gets his fair share. Um, and then... Mo Ali Cox, hopefully maybe he actually gets something out of this. Um, but I don't think it really changes that much from Wentz. Um, I know that Matt Ryan's a little washed, but uh, so was Wentz in that sense. So, I mean, and, and people's arguments about against Wentz. I mean, people thought Wentz was trash and he did all right for the team. Matt Ryan is 36 years old. I like, I really actually like what the Falcons did here. They saw an opportunity to get their quarterback a chance to win and they, they allowed it to happen. Matt Ryan goes to a great, great position for him. The running game and the line in Indy is awesome. That's something he hasn't had with the Falcons for a long time. I mean, you were dealing with Todd Gurley and whatever else they had behind that line, getting one or two yards of carry. The line was falling apart. So him going to Indy is going to give him the time to get the ball to guys like Pittman and Mo Ali Cox, which I have said for huge seasons. They get a huge bump, in my opinion. Pittman already did it last year. Wentz looked really bad. Matt Ryan is a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz, in my opinion. So I'm very excited to see this. Season. Really? You think Matt Ryan's an upgrade against Carson about Carson Wentz? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do, because he's not a baby. 
That would be. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm talking about his baby play. I'm talking about uh, offense, and we didn't see shit from Matt Ryan last year. I think it's they didn't pretty much an even wash. They they had Kyle Pitts. Ridley just was like Cardell Patterson had a phenomenal year last year. That is a gadget once in a lifetime type player that we're going to talk about until we're 50 years old about, Hey, you remember that one time where Carson Wentz will throw for more yards than Matt Ryan this year. Fireball bet right now. Yeah, I'll do that. Jesus done. Okay. I would, I'm not going to be, I don't even this, like Carson Wentz, but I I'm feel on, like everybody hates Joe's Carson Wentz that. and it makes no sense to me. He's are not. In, are great. you in too? Like, Bill, you in too? No, I'm not. not but I, I would be on Joe's side if I was. Why don't you pop in, man? Staying out of Come it. On, Bill. I'm just going to watch one. I'm just going to watch one. Bill, get on my fireball bet, man. <laughs> I'm just going to watch hey, one. Hey, uh, when are you taking that Tom Brady fireball bet, by the way? As soon as he throws a pass. All right. Um, so, yeah. I, in my opinion, I'm with Joe here. I think it is an upgrade. I, is it a Super Bowl upgrade? I don't think so. Um, the AFC is extremely stacked. This and unless, all over unless they win the division, I don't. He can throw better than Phillip Rivers. But unless they win the division, I don't think they're getting in. Uh, that, AFC South is not getting two teams into the playoffs. So they better hope they can beat the Titans and get that automatic bid because I don't think they're getting uh, that. AFC's tight. Yes, I, and I don't think they're going to be one of those teams that get that that spot. But AFC that's just West me. got three teams in the playoffs at this point. Probably. Yeah, AFC North might have three teams that are fine for the playoffs. So that's I mean, fair. where does the AFC South fit into that? Nowhere. <laughs> so and then the Patriots. I think the Patriots will be better. Mm, I'll hold that. I'm not sure about the Patriots. They haven't really done anything to make their team better. So kind of concerns me for them. In okay. Dynasty float out a third rounder for Mo Ali Cox. Just, just do it and thank me just later. Just to see? Okay. Just do it and I'll thank like me that. later. Okay. Well, let's get to the big shebang. Um, the One of the biggest trades I've ever seen in my entire life. So Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Browns last week. Um, three first-round picks involved with the trade. There was multiple other picks. And Deshaun Watson was given $230 million guaranteed Um for the next five years for the Browns. Um, I'll, I'll just list off a couple of things I have problems with about this first, and then we'll, we'll go from there. One, I, the Browns were, this is an upgrade at quarterback for the Browns. I personally don't think it's as huge of an upgrade as a lot of people are making it out to be for the team, because I think the team needs more, has more issues. And I don't know if they're going to have the picks to help fix those issues, but we'll see. Um, obviously, there's going to get a couple more wide receivers in there, I think. Um, but the defense still needs um, a couple of problems or a couple of things. And then my main problem with this trade for Browns is that Kevin Stefanski is a run-based coach. If you look at everything that he's done in his career so far, he is running back first, and he has always done it that way. Deshaun Watson has never played on a team where the running back has had – more than like 130 or 140 carries. So I looked it up. The last time Deshaun Watson played, Houston running backs, which was led by David Johnson, had 160 attempts in that season. Uh, last year alone, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both had 190 attempts each. So I'm not sure how Kevin Stefanski is going to fit his square peg that's worth $230 million into a round hole, which is his offense. Um what do you guys think of that? Uh, please rebuttal that. A good coach will adapt. We saw it happen with Brady. We saw it happen when Manning went to the Broncos. We saw it happen ever with Deshaun Watson, the talent and the way that opens up the offense. I mean, basically the way I see this is they're, they're kind of like the Chiefs now. You know, maybe they'll rely more on dump offs with Hunt, who's probably one of the best receiving backs in the league. Nick Chubb is no slouch at catching the football either. So they just adapt their offense to what Deshaun Watson does best. And then you add Amari Cooper in there, and I think you just let them go out and play ball. I don't think there's much changing to the offense other than go out and, and have a good time. That's I think I, I do agree with you, Bill, on the coaching uh, aspect. I think we had, had a conversation about that off air. But um, my thing is, I think what this does with the I, – I completely disagree with you, I guess, on the whole that much of an upgrade thing. Um, I think what this makes them is the what 2017 Falcons and the 2015 Saints 
I, I'm not saying they're going to go in a Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl, but I'm saying I think it makes them a very good offense and a very probably shitty defense. I think with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Deshaun Watson, and Amari Cooper, that is a solid core. That is one thing Deshaun Watson literally never had his entire career. He never had a good run game. And I think that takes some uh, effort off him with his legs. He doesn't have to do what he has done in the past. Um, he's been a top five quarterback, and that was with garbage team. So I, I'm 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 pretty excited about that. And they had a good defense, so their their team was okay at the time. But um, I'm excited about Watson and uh, Cleveland. I think they need one more wide receiver for sure. Um, I'm not sure why they got rid of Landry. That would have just made so much sense to have there. But um, yeah, I, I think their offense will be phenomenal. I think they will lose games because of their defense. I don't think the offense is the problem, though. Yeah, I think you're right. And the problem with this is it's all happening within the AFC, which is a buzzsaw. And they're going to have to be playing a playoff team almost every week. I mean, their division, other than the Steelers, which I don't think the Steelers are going to be any slouch. They're all playoff buying teams. Like, all of them are going to be going for those uh, spots. So they've got six guaranteed games against playoff contenders already, which mixed with other teams in the AFC that they're going to have to contend with. It's going to be tough. This is all good for fans of the NFC, especially those teams who have uh, middle to shitty teams. This AKA is good for fantasy. Jeff. It is good for fantasy. Good no, for this fantasy. Is great for fantasy. I am so excited. It is good for fantasy. So I'll move on to the next fantasy based question. Cause I have a legal question after that. Uh, so the fantasy oh. part, uh, Fantasy outlook for Amari Cooper. I think with Deshaun Watson, we could comfortably put him in the discussion to at least maybe be a wide receiver one at the by the end of the season. Not like number one, but like top 12. Oh, easily. I played easily. the fifth. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously. So yeah. DeAndre Hopkins was wide receiver four playing with Deshaun Watson. Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks was wide receiver 16. And Will Fuller was wide receiver eight on seasons playing with that man. And aside from Hopkins, they, no one touches Amari Cooper with talent. So uh, Amari Cooper is one of those people that people think is washed, but he's really not. It was just that there was so much talent on Dallas. When he, I think he had a great season last season, but like everyone wrote him off because, Oh, CD lambs there now. And you know, they got Zeke and they got, that did happen for sure. I I remember the CD being a top receiver, Mari Cooper being a little bit lower. I think we even had discussions on this podcast of which one do you go with more? Like which one do you trust more? I don't think and either one of us, any of us knew either. Cause I mean, it was, we a didn't toss up. We didn't. I'm pretty sure we all picked CD, but I don't think we felt confident in well, it. We, and... we talked about CD being hitting this year is what we talked about. I know in our dynasty rings, we talked about CD being good this year. Yeah. Not last in... year. Yeah, I think uh, – well, no, I, what I'm saying is I think that at one point Amari Cooper was jumped by CD in redraft rankings, and we talked about why that was. Because we knew this was coming. We knew that there was something that would happen like this where Amari Cooper would be gone from the Cowboys. We didn't know what – obviously the situation – he's the only receiver on the team. Had he gone to the Rams and been vying with Cooper Cup, I wouldn't rank him as high. You know what Fair I mean? Fair enough. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So on to the legal part of this. So the way that this contract has been written, Deshaun Watson's only going to get paid a million dollars this year. So my question is, I think that he's going to lose all of his civil cases, if most of them at least, if not all of them, which could be up to 22 counts of, um, you know, a civil suit against sexual assault. So my question is, is he going to be suspended for this entire year? Because personally, I kind of think so. There's a really good chance that that happens, but I think I was honestly just, I have no faith in the NFL or the justice system. So I just naturally think it's going to be like a weird six game thing. So if we had to compare Ben Roethlisberger, when he uh, was charged with similar crime, never convicted, but he had two civil suits that were, he was found guilty in those you lost them i don't know what it's called when you lose a civil suit but he lost both of those and the nfl suspended him six games if two got you six games i cannot imagine 22 gets you who less than that if not i think it, it could only be 
more, if not the entire year. He never lost any pay from this, was never on any kind of exempt list. And I'm pretty sure the NFL is vindictive as they are about these kind of things. They're not going to let him skate around the rules of missing, you know, game checks or whatever uh, that only equal a million dollars. So I think they might make a statement with this. Yeah, and if the Twitterverse says anything to say about it, the NFL will get lit up if he does not get anything because the Browns sure as hell have been taking a lot of fire, as they should, uh, for the move and everything there. But, I mean, I the same thing, you know, I, like Josh said, I don't have any faith in the Justice Department or anything. There easily could be a settlement on this, and everything just gets washed right under the bridge. So, I will say that one thing is, is like you said, if the social media – and everything has been crazy and people are being a little bit, obviously not legally, but have been more accountable for their actions as of late. And it's getting better and better, really. I would, you know, worse and worse, as you say, for like suspensions, but better and better just for people in general. This situation obviously is going to lead to something of an example because they're the the NFL is tired of having their name dragged through the mud. They've had some really shitty cases. Obviously, you know, the Henry Ruggs incident was uh, a big one. And that one is pretty clear that like, if he were to ever come back, like it would be, I don't, and he won't, but like, if he were to come back, it would be a long suspension from there. So I think the NFL is getting better and better about prosecuting these people in their own way. Um, I guess that's not the right word, but uh, punishing these people in their own way. So I could see the one year, but I, I just, I just don't have faith in it. I don't know. Since there is no proof and whatnot. Well, so, but here's the problem with like in a criminal case, you had like, they have to provide proof to, in order to have guilt in a civil case, he has to provide his side of the story and then the judgment gets made. So if he pleads the fifth, he automatically loses because it's her versus him. And if he doesn't say anything, she wins by default. That's how that works. I'm, from what I understand, at least if anybody's a lawyer out there and you want to correct me by all means, but I, I've, from what I've heard, that is how it works. So he's going to either have to talk and incriminate himself and tell exactly what happened with each of these cases, or he's just going to plead the fifth again and take all of those L's and have to pay up the civil suit. But it's going to go down as a loss, and I don't think the NFL is going to allow him to play. But that's just me personally. And I think for that one particular reason, I think that the Browns' outlook for the season has to be downgraded a smidge just because – if it's – I forgot, who did they get? Is it Jacoby Brissett? Was that the mm-hmm. guy they yeah. traded for? Um, if that's your starting quarterback going in for the season, I think you have to downgrade all Browns. It's just be a lost yeah. year. You're right. I do want to talk about how bad uh, Baker Mayfield handled this entire situation. Well, yeah. So let's and get on how bad the Browns. Let's get on to Baker and what Baker is going to – like what Baker – what the road is like ahead for him. So Bumpy. Uh, Bumpy. Atlanta's already said no. Carolina came out today and said no. Um, Indy least, signed Matt Ryan. Yeah, Indy said no by signing Matt Ryan, which they wanted an adult, more adult than Carson Wentz. So signing Baker Mayfield would have been hilarious if they had done that. <laughs> that been but they good. went with Matt Ryan, who we literally know nothing about. I've never heard anything about Matt Ryan's life. So that's a positive in their book. Um, so it really leaves you with Seattle, who I'm pretty sure we all think is headed for a rookie quarterback. Um, and then that's about it. So what I think is going to have to happen here, because he has an $18 million price tag for this year, he's going to get released from the Browns, and he's just not going to play this season. I think there's a chance, my conspiracy brain working, that they could convince him to come back and play for the last season if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for an entire year. But something makes me feel like that's not actually going to happen. So the other result here would be him getting just straight released. So there's two things. What? One- one, I want to start off with the fact that uh, Hulu and all these companies and State Farm or not even State Farm, whatever, Nationwide or whoever had all those contracts with him. It's progressive. Progressive. All right, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> at home he with he Baker Mayfield. Well, he, he, he doesn't live there anymore. Um, he got he got evicted. And I just think it's hilarious the amount of dollars that people sunk into him as a, as a player. But anyway, um, I just don't know where he goes from here. I think, does he get a starting job again? Like, so what I, if I had to make a guess of what's going to happen, he's going to get released and then like Houston will pick him up or Seattle, somebody who can sign him to a much less one year prove a deal contract and just let him do what he needs to do. 
or the injured quarterback uh, of the year. There will be one out there, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But I, I think it'll be something similar to that. I don't. I the thing is, I I, I know that y'all are just going to call me a homer for this, and that's fine. I've listened to plenty of podcasts where people are also saying this, so it's not just me. But he is still good. Like he can still good. lead. Okay, offense. Homer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> fair, I'm just fair kidding. enough. He's not bad. Like that. That's the part that I'm. I'm trying to like wrap my brain around. He's still young and he's not bad. Like maybe he's you better. Need to get him to shut up and that's fine. That's a fair. That's criticism. what the problem is. Baker Mayfield is not bad. He can still win, but he preemptively before anything happened acted like a baby and put out that remark where, like you said, Matt Ryan would never say that even though his team is actively going against or going for Deshaun Watson. And then Cleveland doubled down on his bullshit by saying they wanted an adult and that he could, they couldn't win with him and blah, blah, blah. And then they killed all of his trade value because it shows you what the organization thinks of him. And they just made the mess even worse for themselves to the point where you are right. They are going to have to cut him. And then he's going to take the long bumpy road to sign with the team and try to take over a starting job. By the, the way, future. I'm proud of the Browns for getting an adult quarterback. That was a very good job of them. They, they, nailed, <laughs> they, they nailed it. Can you, can you really call someone with 22 civil suits an adult? All right. Brown, Browns did. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, but they also exactly. have Kareem, they exactly. also have Kareem Hunt, did. and they'll probably get Antonio Brown and go for the trifecta. But regardless, <laughs> uh, honestly, yes, Billy, I, I, I like giving you shit about Baker Mayfield, but he's obviously better than at least 10 starting quarterbacks. I mean, the problem is, is people value these young guys coming out and like, someone's super excited about Malik Willis right now. Well, we know that right this moment. No, but someone is going to go draft Malik Willis. Someone's going to draft Kenny Pickett and they think that's their end all be all. Matt Corral, and, Desmond Ritter. And Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter. The, uh, the Lions honestly would be a really good spot for Baker Mayfield. I hate to mm-hmm. say it, but like he brought Cleveland out of the dust and I think he could probably do the same thing out of Detroit because Detroit isn't that far off. People are uh, the, the years of, them being the worst team in the league is over as well. So, um, but you know, there's always going to be a bad quarterback and Baker will find his way. But like you said, it's going to be a bumpy road for him. It's not going to be an immediate, Oh, Hey, here's the keys of the kingdom. And you know, he didn't have a clean exit. So can I pick my vote for what he should do? If I had to, if I had to put my own input in there, go sit a year behind Tom Brady. Uh, just do that. Well, just go, no, just go Ta- do that. Tampa Bay doesn't have any money, so once Tom Brady's gone, they are fucked like royally. Well, yeah, they don't have to pay him a big contract. Just sign him year by year. But he just won't go. do that. He wants money. That's the problem. Is that's what this? He doesn't this... want money. He wants uh, somebody to believe in Glory. him. That, that's what his. That's the whole problem with the Browns. The Browns need to understand their quarterback. Once you say that you're not in on him anymore, you're all out. Like they're, you're either all in or all out. It's not that's even that though. Been, it's not it him. Is. It's, and it's him. He, he signed all these Hulu and apparently progressive commercials because he wants money. And that's the thing is, look at Tyree Kill. He wanted that that extra dime, and that's why he left the the team. But instead. Tom, the I reason Tom Brady's more about money than the reason Tom Brady's teams have succeeded is because he takes pay cuts. He doesn't need the most money in the world. Yes, he's also been playing for like fifty years, but at the same time, he goes and makes sure that they have enough money for the rest of the team, the offensive line to protect him, a run game to like. Has have Baker proven that he doesn't want to do that? By the way, no, but that's like, the problem you, with the majority of no, but like, that is just what's happening in the world, and that's what I assume Baker is after too. I mean. He wanted to be paid really he wants, well. He wants loyalty. No, he wanted an extension to continue on with the Browns. They did not give him that. That's what that because that's he's what not good missing there. He wasn't good. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. I mean, they, take us to the should, playoffs and we'll give have, you an extension. He shouldn't have played last season. No, he shouldn't have because they did season. take it. He did take him to the playoffs. They were really good in 2020, and they forgot all about that when he got hurt towards labrum. I, I actually do agree with you on that part, but I'm just saying in general, that's what where this this league is headed, where people take that extra dime uh, to go to a, a team. Look at Le'Veon Bell. He had his little contract dispute with the Steelers, and then he went to the Jets and then died. It's true. I don't know. I, I don't think Baker is the money guy. I think that he just wants a team that's loyal, and that's his problem is – they weren't loyal to him, so now he wants to go find somewhere else that's loyal. Dan Campbell would be amazing with Baker Mayfield. They're both would. built from the same cloth, I think, of like we just want to win and kill our opponent. 
And I think that's that my hope being, to where he goes, honestly, because for what I want to see you donning a, a Lions jersey, but also I think he could actually bring two, and that would almost cement his dynasty, whether or not he wins a Super Bowl or not, because he brought two teams that were the worst laughing stock of the league for a, over a decade um, to basically be a, a competitive team again. He needs to go to Minnesota. That's also an option. That would be the perfect landing spot for Baker Mayfield. So he's not worried about money. Sit behind Kirk Cousins. What? So the Bears can play him or what? No, I mean, they just re-up Kirk Cousins for one year. They hate Kellen Mond. Like, absolutely yeah, despise that. Man. I agree. I actually do agree with Joe on this one. Yeah. The, or the Vikings would be the perfect if, signing for him. It would put pressure on Kirk Cousins to do his freaking job and stop being average and making a lot of money off of it. Um, the well, Vikings have I mean, a good defense. Honestly, though. Core. If we could talk about this real quick part of it, I know we're about to run into an hour here, which is kind of crazy. But um, the problem with Baker is whoever brings him in, they're starting quarterbacks on notice now because now you've got a former number one pick sitting behind your quarterback. I mean, obviously, if it was like Mahomes, obviously not. But any mid-level guy, if, if he comes in there, it's – He's your, your number one quarterback's now on notice that, you know, their job's not safe. That he See, guys like there. Daniel Jones need that. Guys like Kirk Cousins need that. Jared yeah, Goff, yeah. they need you, that. This will be a Tyrod need Taylor that guy breathing down their neck. If there, was, if there was a team to take this to another level and want – like Baker's not going to go somewhere where he's not going to be the starter eventually, though. You know what I mean? He's not going to go sit behind Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? He would go sit behind Kirk Cousins, who, like Joe said, has like nothing left in his tank and nothing left in his career most likely and has made a bunch of year, uh, money off of mediocrity. Basically I would take, I would take Baker Mayfield over Kirk cousins. I would be a fan of that. Wow. I think over Jared Goff. I don't like Kirk cousins. That's not a, that's not a compliment bill. Uh, but, I didn't say it as a compliment. I'm saying, wow, I can't believe you're that down on Kirk cousins. No, I'm saying I've never liked Kirk cousins. I thought I made that. Well, you clear. hate Baker Mayfield. So to hear you, no, I don't hate above. Baker Mayfield. He's just not a top 10 quarterback. But like he well, could be no in sure. the right situation, and with Justin Jefferson and uh, Osborne, and what they're going to do with that team in the future, and a decent running game, I think that he could be just fine. Like you yeah. said, Odell and Landry just didn't work. It's it's sad they should have. He needs, but it didn't. He needed tall guys, and they didn't get him any, and they probably will now, which is kind of funny. They'll probably get. Well, Deshaun Watson doesn't necessarily need it, although Deshaun Watson sneaky only like six one, which yeah, is yeah, he's not that not tall what you expected. Um. All right. I think other than wanting to talk about the draft, but I don't, I think we'll do that next week. Um, Cause by the way, like some things that are draft, hopefully nothing uh, crazy happens this over this next week. And we can actually talk about the draft. Literally we, nothing unless Aaron Rodgers retires or I don't know. Like that, we but, didn't think Tyree kill was going to get traded. So who knows? Yeah. Who would have thought that would have been a problem? Although we should have seen it coming because he literally had one year left on his deal and wide receivers that are around 28 29 want those extensions so we They're probably would have had contract. this and camp news at some point but they just took that off camp the table news. for us we don't have to, i can't wait for camp news again it. we got to get our t-shirts oh. up and running before camp news yeah camp, camp, news. News. camp news is coming uh sooner rather than later we, next we've got draft news because literally some of these players are getting hit heavily i've seen a trail on burks people are saying that he might fall to the late 20s of the draft, which I think it's just about time we stop, birds. we stop this. Oh, he's making it past the birds. Apparently, they're not. If I see him. one more PFF mock draft of guys getting Christian Watson in the fifth fucking round, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, literally. Like, look Watson at my mock draft. You see, we got we got Christian Watson in the fifth. It's such good value. I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. lose. That's I see crazy. it on the Bears Bleach Report all the time. Let's, and it let's get our insane. after free agency mock draft out there for these people. Yes, next week we will do a mock draft, it, barring something insane happening that prevents that. Um, we will do that next week. All right. Well, follow us at Offensive Points. Follow us at Josh Hall STL. Follow me at Ombre Vendor. Follow Joe at OP Joe with two E's. And follow at Semi Pro Fantasy on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, anything that you can think of to follow somebody on. Go ahead and follow them. Um, I saw Twitter has made this new groups app or it's like a community thing um i'm sure we're going to get one of those up and running at some point where people can get very pointed tweets i need to read more into it but i saw i've been invited to like three since we started talking so i have to see what that's all about but we probably will have one of those for semi-pro fantasy or offensive points we'll see um also just let's get the reminders going now next month we will be doing a live stream for the nfl draft 
that will be happening. I might have to take five fireball shots that night. It will not be fun, but it'll be fun for you to watch because I'm going to have to be very strategic with how I take them. Um, but we will be talking through the entire first draft. You'll get all of our instant reactions to every pick that happens in the first round. Josh gets three Eagles picks to, to freak out over. So yeah, I can't I wait to talk to, about it for so long. It's going to be, great. I cannot wait till we have to talk about that, but it'll be a lot I get of fun. no picks in the first round. No, anytime Joe, get to relax. Yeah. yeah. Anytime that a draft, a draft pick that I think should have went to the Eagles is I'll just say that's my favorite player. <laughs> exactly. All right, <laughs> All right. So I know if you've made it this far into the podcast, I'm sure you're actually a fan of us. So we will be doing that live stream coming up. We'll be doing more reminders. Uh, we might do a giveaway. Joe's been dying to do a giveaway. So we might do a giveaway on that night. As uh, long as you don't live in Germany, draft. Nico. Uh, sorry, Jesus, Nico, you, Nico. Might be, you might not be eligible. We'll talk about it more at a different date. But Joe, for the time being, get us out of here. Guys, it's been a pleasure and it always is. We love you. And we'll bring you some more content next week. Good night. <laughs>